Nothing here is real. We are living in a simulation. Don't believe me? Good. We'll start from there. Episode 27. Who's reality anyway? Last of the non-canon uh, episodes, I guess, for this month-long challenge. I I suppose this is my last chance to speak to you, the listener, in this informal way, with me not trying to sway you about, um, you know, <laughs> reality. I'll probably still add a little bit of that in here. But um, also, I... <laughs> Uh, my my office now has almost entirely been um, been cleared out, so I'm I'm actually noticing an echo, <laughs> which I did not have before. Oh, so strange. So if you've um, been following along and you're part of the listening crowd of just dog days of podcasting, and I I don't know what the numbers are, I don't know what the stats are, I don't know what the audience is like, but I've got some hope that the audience is broader than just the other participants in the dog days of podcasting. Although that also is gratifying. There's something nice about checking in with a group of friends every year in this strange little challenge. But if you happen to be of a broader audience and you're curious as to what I do normally or what I might, what you might find when I'm not doing the challenge, my normal routine is still a daily podcast and probably going to remain that way for a little while, wandering out loud in which I, I don't really know. <laughs> I pick up our reality on a regular basis, really, uh, including my own, as well as try to work through my thoughts of the day. And you can find that in, at encaffeinated.ca. I don't normally talk much about it. I'm not really worried about um, getting audience. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who listen, and honestly, it's as much for me doing practice as anything else. Practice for what? Well, my day job is radio. Not that I do this kind of thing for radio. Oddly enough, what I do on radio is very, well, I manage it as well as I, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't go too far uh, too far abroad. Although I, I'm tempted every year to cross over the elements of what I do, but we'll see. Um, they all cross over in, in my existence anyway, in my reality. So, um, again, uh, a little bit less, uh, inebriated. I wasn't very inebriated last night, but a beer is enough to, uh, to drive me in a different direction. So I was up later than I should be. It's still late. So that hasn't changed. But again, a, a very big thanks to all of the participants. Um, whether you started late, Joe, or whether you only gave in one Craig, uh, or if you've struggled to try to maintain any sort of daily things, um, I, I appreciate everyone who, who gives time to this strange little project that began, I believe, 12 years ago. Um, I should know. I think I have a category here for every year I've participated. I've been involved in every year, and my first says 2012. So um, that would be 11 years. I'll be. This is the 12th year. It'll be 11 years. Uh, so is that how that works? 
was never very good at the math bit. Yes, I think this is the 12th year of it, of it existing. 11 previous ones have happened. Anyway, I don't know if that's how math works. Um, fence posts and fence. Fence posts? Fence posts and fences. That's where I always messed up in math. But it, it, is, it is quite a challenge for a lot of people um, to be able to express themselves, to find anything to talk about on a regular basis. I don't seem to have that problem, um, sadly, <laughs> although there have been more than one night in the last five years where uh, I've, I've kind of struggled a bit, but um, I love these glimpses into people's lives. I said all that last night. I don't want to go over that again. But part of what I'm, I'm thinking about this month in, in line with the topic that I chose is also the question of where reality is formed. Um, certainly some elements of reality we do not have control over. Um, the rules of physics and chemistry and biology. Uh, well, biology and chemistry and physics, we find ways to subvert them. But um, ultimately, there seems to be some sort of baseline code which we cannot violate at least not willingly or without extreme circumstances. Uh, and so we kind of accept that as being a baseline. But beyond that, um, beyond time being a factor, and even time, it seems, we've subverted uh, in a number of ways. I am turning 50 this year, and honestly, this is not what I had envisioned 50 would look like. Uh, I will turn 60, and I will also look around me, and I will go, this is not 60. Um, with any luck, I'll turn 60. <laughs> can't really count those chickens before they're hatched. Uh, and most of what society is, is a transition from one point to another. We think of it as permanent. We're in the middle of it. It seems like it's just lasting forever. But certainly we've seen the destabilization that's happened for many, many reasons over the last decade. Um, not least to which, of course, in the middle of all of that last 10 years has been COVID. But uh, honestly, so many other things uh, change around us, many for the better. Um, the recognition of of multiple states of being, uh, everything from multiple genders being much more recognized to multiple sexualities to whatever. Um, we haven't quite destabilized and recreated politics. That seems to be one of the areas, which is always an ongoing process. That's, 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 um, I was going to say stabilized, but I think the word I'm looking for, uh, is, uh, is, uh, uh not concretized. That's also kind of wrong, but I think it starts with an S I'm forgetting it. Um, we have, we have, have solidified, we have, we have, um, stultified. There's an S word I'm looking for that I'm not finding. Not finding. Um, but anyway, we we found these levels, these local minima. Um, one of the things I do talk about uh, from time to time is kind of the a landscape of thought, um, which was introduced to me when I was doing artificial intelligence research back in the '90s, no, no, 2000s. And it was old theory at that point, um, but very, very nice visual uh, idea. And that is uh, just considering a, a three-dimensional landscape for the moment where the X and Y coordinates represent two features you're looking to op to find an optimal result for and the, uh, the X and Y. And then the Z, the height, is the quality of that position. Very simple map. And so in some cases, that map looks like a, a simple slope where it's easy to know if a change in X and Y produce a, a benefit 
uh, in the Z direction. And so you just simply climb the slope. That is the easiest kind of problem and almost no problem fits into that. Um, usually at the very least, there is some sort of optimal point or collection of points in say the center of your X and Y or in one particular spot in your X and Y and to everything from every direction can give you an indication of whether or not you need to climb the hill or move away from it. We're going to talk only about, uh, finding optima, not, uh, minima, um, maxima, not minima. Um, so finding the best of things. Um, but most landscapes, uh, the next sort of idealized version is that there's multiple peaks and, and valleys within this landscape. And depending on how hard you're, at, you're able to search or how long or how, how much you're able to dedicate to it, you may not find the best space or the best spot in all of that space. But instead, you've climbed a local mountain and it looks as great as it can be from here. And, um, without some other, some other thing that would dislodge you from that, you might well believe you're at the best possible situation. But the reality is that it's very difficult to see what those other, what those other maxima are, what those other mountains are and whether there's a better one in our three dimensional reality, you can actually see across the X and Y you can, you can view another hill some distance away. But in problem solving, you don't usually have that, that ability to estimate. And so what you do is sample. You try a, a handful of points somewhere else in your spa search space. How you choose those points and all that is another, another uh, uh, problem solving technique. But you, you kind of just scatter out a bunch of points and you try to sample and find another place looks promising. Usually you don't sample a single point. You sample a point and those points around it that can give you potentially a slope to say if there's a, a mountain going up in the area um, or if it's just static, just flat. And so what I, when I look at myself as doing both with the regular, normal wandering out loud that I do, as well as specifically for this month, is to scatter those those spots, to 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 randomly sample a full other spectrum of possibility, and in my case, in my case, I have an element of idea of of that landscape. I can, I can see a little bit of it from elsewhere. And it also is kind of approaching the problem from a verse. If I can see, or I can imagine a high spot, what would it take to get to that high spot? What would it take to be that ideal situation? And whether we are in a, in a, in a simulation or not, I think it's always important for us to recognize that no situation is permanent. There are no perfect solutions um, forever. There are only perfect solutions for right now. We may find a better set of solutions for later on, and some other factor might come into it. We may find the perfect form of government to run Earth, but then we colonize Mars and the moon, and we have space stations and potentially things in other, other galaxies, and suddenly the notion of representative democracy doesn't seem to make as much sense when communication is delayed by so long or whatever you know, just positing a, a potential counter solution or counter problem uh, or a, a widening or changing of the dimensions of our, of our search space. So if you take anything away from this month-long exploration, it is question reality from time to time. Um, you know, maybe we aren't living in a simulation as we would come to know a simulation, but maybe all of reality is a simulation anyway. 
not run by anybody, but not and not uh, with any external solution, but rather it is a set of rules operating in a particular way with some things that operate within that that space who have free will and decision making power and can inject uh, you know meaning into the into reality. And um, when you think about it that way, is it any different than a simulation? The only difference might be that a simulation could stop, but then again, our reality is also going to stop. So whose reality is it anyway? But don't worry. Everything here is real. A few more days of the challenge, a few more speculative glimpses, a few more chances to see if ChatGPT can really challenge me to try to find something to talk about uh, the topics that it throws my way. Hope you've been enjoying it. I know I have. Let's go. Last week. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, and nothing here is real. <laughs>